0: Blob Talk Radio. I stroll through the pictures, what I've left behind. I'm locked, I'm locked up down. in memories They all
1: intertwine The memories
0: living In my mind I know tomorrow Cause that all will come You will never know
2: What you've done. Hello there. Welcome to the NASCA Stop Child Abuse Now scan Blog Talk Radio Show. NASCA is the National Association of Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. My name is Victoria Kelly and I am your host for the evening. My co-host is Annie. We are on number. Oh no, let me find it. Three one one two. And I'm excited to introduce you to our special guest this evening. However, first, I'd like to say that at NASCA here we have a single purpose: to address issues related to childhood abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violent or physical abuse, emotional traumas and neglect. And we do so with only two goals. One, educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over its taboo of discussing childhood sexual abuse, presenting facts showing child abuse to be a pandemic worldwide problem that affects everyone. Two, offering hope and healing through numerous paths, providing many services to adult survivors of child abuse and information for anyone interested in the many issues involving prevention, intervention, and recovery. Again, we are on scan number three one one two, And if you'd like to be a part of the panel this evening, please call six four six five nine five two one one eight and my co host will meet you on the back line and ask if you'd like to ask a question or have anything to say. We'd love to have you join us and support our guest. And we usually take um about um three breaks in the show in uh have um, questions and comments, and our guest is going to be here for an hour tonight. So after that, we're going to have open discussion. But our special guest this evening is uh, Reverend uh, Henry or Hank McGrath um, from, um, I'll probably say it wrong, Caroga Lake, New York, a child abuse survivor, author, and NASA volunteer. Hank began life in a poor Irish family with four siblings in New York. Both parents were alcoholics, and Leveny was hustling to survive in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with bookies, pimps, and prostitutes. It was dangerous for a child alone. Eventually, he served time in a juvenile detention system and as a young adult in prison for crimes he'd committed. After decades of hard living and a few near-death situations, he began facing his childhood trauma and by the 90s was happily married. When his beloved wife died from cancer in 2001, Hank promised her to fight for others in the issues of child abuse. Since then, he has worked with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, as a court advocate for youth, and more. Today, Hank is a minister and is very active in his community. On these episodes, we welcome various co-hosts, survivor professionals who will assist in fielding questions and lead a variety of topics suggested by our call in participants. Their trauma-informed perspectives as survivor professionals will help them guide discussions on the issues of child abuse, trauma, and healthy human sexuality that spring from questions and topics brought to you from our listeners. Everyone's invited to engage in tonight's show, and please visit NASCA, N-A-A-S-C-A dot org, website for our many programs and projects that we have, and also for help and resources for survivors as well as those who would like to get involved in the cause of fighting this uh pandemic world problem knowing that uh um you know all adults are responsible for every child in the world and we have no throwaway children um they're all important and we really want to help every single child and for every child that's still being abused we're trying to help you and for every child that's died of abuse we're sorry it took so long so right now i'm going to welcome um Um, Henry or Hank to the show and uh, you've done this before so I'm just gonna go ahead and turn the mic over to you and let's get started
3: Uh, thank you very much Victoria and of course uh, because this is Hank it's a warning she left out uh, I'm a trigger all right so I'm gonna trigger drama but uh, it's all about healing all right so I'll trigger you into action um today i don 't know if everybody's aware, but it 's national safer internet day and that 's what it is and in respect to that i'd like to raise the issue of a new and uh growing sex crime against children by pedophiles and predators called sex torsion now we 're going to have to grow uh i mean These kids that are going through it now, the new kind of uh, sex abuse and abuse uh, by use of the internet, they're going to be the next generation of members of adult survivors of child abuse, all right? Uh, So let's just talk about that a second. Uh, Today I received a notice from the FBI, uh, uh, a press release, As well, I received one from the National Center for Missing Exploited Children. Both were a warning uh, about an international uh, concern regarding this sex torsion. It's like extortion, but with sex in the beginning. Uh, It's an immensely growing sex crime against children. And according to official reports, predominantly, I was surprised at this, against boys. Ransom, uh, it's causing suicides, mass suicides of children. You wouldn't believe it. They're just committing suicide over this. Uh, Ransom is being paid. Crimes are being committed by children to try to raise money. Uh, With the uh, rise of this web access in every home, it has become a part of a safe and profitable pedophile safe zone as they troll TikTok, Instagram, and games looking for child victims. Thousands are now victimized each week worldwide. And they will be the next generation, like I said, of NASCA members and survivors who suffer this. Now, what is sextortion? That's where these low-level hackers some with the interest of being pedophiles and some with the interest of just getting some money from all over the world, not just the U.S., um, are trolling games that kids are on and making believe they're a gamer and they're a kid too. They're trolling Instagram. Uh, They're trolling uh, TikTok heavily. And they watch your background. They take notes on who you are as a kid and they pick certain children that they know have good homes, that they know would be scared to be caught. And they act like they're, say they put up a girl's picture, they make believe they're a girl, they want sex pictures from the kids. They do it to girls too, but like I said, I'm surprised. According to the FBI and other agencies, it's boys this is happening immensely to and who are committing suicide as a result. Um, They send in these sex pictures thinking they have the trust of this person. They just found a friend, a girl that likes them, stuff like this. Next thing you know, the person contacts them and uh, asks for ransom, or they're going to do something to their family members. uh, They're going to spread it online so all their kids in school are going to see it. They're gonna blah, blah, blah. I mean, you could just figure it. Now, think of the terrible psychological damage and emotional duress a child being sextorted suffers just as bad as if it happens physically, like it had to many of us as children 30, 40, 50 years ago. All right? The shame is the same. It's devastating. And as I said, it's causing. Mad suicide, incidents of suicide. So for any family member that's listening, I'd like you to go to stopsextortion.com. Stopsextortion.com. And there they have a way uh, where they're talking to the children, giving them um, the first thing to do, If this is happening to you, is take control and stop responding to them. The second thing is talk with someone you trust right away. Uh, It could be an adult. It could be your best friend. But you have to get to an adult. All right? Three is get help. You can text THORN, like THORN on a rose, T-H-O-R-N, to 741741. And they will help you confidentially. You can also reach out to the National Center you, for can Missing Exploited Children. The tech, what? Yeah. I'll get right back to it. You can also Sorry. reach out to the National Center for Missing Exploited Children at one 800 the lost Or you can go to Thorn, T-H-O-R-N, and uh, this is what you text to, 741741. A confidential uh, uh, counselor, trained counselor, will come online with you right away. And, of course, you would report. The fourth thing you do is report sex sextortion. You may not always want to go to the police because, remember, posting or sharing sexual images online is a crime. All right? So you must get to an adult. Discuss it with adults. And through the adults, these moves can be made in contacting the authorities. So again, go to stop extortion or StopSextortion.com, Okay? And they'll yeah. help you out. Um, as well, as well, um, you can also call an adult, a parent, could also call 1-800-CALL. FBI, and they're all set up in fighting uh, sextortion now, and that's who you call. 1-800-CALL-FBI. Okay, so what um, would you
2: say if the kid says still, well, what if I call them and I'm in trouble
3: for the pictures that they sent? Oh, you, you wouldn't be. See, the approach, I'm talking legal, all right? The legal approach uh-huh. is a kid doesn't uh-huh. take care of this themselves. This is yeah. children right? right? They, they must, the number thing to do is confide in someone right away, an adult type person right, right away. Yeah. So they can take the handle on things because right. uh, just like NASCA says on our Protecting Our Kids tab, which I suggest yeah. people go to now, right uh-huh. there on the front sheet on NASCA.org there's a tab saying Protect Our Kids. And the phrase mm-hmm. is Prevention is an adult activity. They, yeah. it's too much left in the kids' mm-hmm. hands. That's why they're committing suicide. They don't want their yeah. their school friends to see these pictures or or whatever, or family Almost or anybody. Soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no, but mm-hmm. they have to. They have to go to someone close. You know. Well, I know uh, the
2: Minnesota missing children. I know I know the woman that's with that um, pretty close with her, and she she says the one thing that they try to teach the kids is um to um identify three trusted adults um to to like your parent you know you, you like you know you can keep updating it with your kid what are three trusted adults that you could go to if something you know something did happen you could tell and she said that way if they have picked one that might be the abuser they've got two other people in their mind you know that would be a safe person to tell i yeah. thought that was pretty good i was yeah, going to ask but- you something under the Protect Our Children, is this information on the NASCA website?
3: No. And can I we get it? On it. it. Now you have it. Okay. All right. I gave it. Now you have it. Uh, but you can always. The FBI are always working on sex tuition now. It's a big thing, international thing. Just started. All right. Uh, it was yep. bullying. Remember, two three years ago, it was bullying online. Yep. All right. But now these these kids are literally being extorted so bad and threatened so bad because these are characters in different countries, Russia, China, you know, all these other countries we're sending arms to. They're heavy in this sex trafficking. I don't know why we're sending them money. You know, all these other places. All right. It's individuals like that doing it. Grown people doing this to children all over the world. They would love to victimize a US child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh this is more prevalent than you know, keep your eyes open, sex torsion, start talking to parents. Uh it, it's happening, all right? And uh yeah. it's happening massively. Yeah, we we'll get
2: those resources out there in the parents' hands. Like you say, it's happening yeah. right now. We need it yesterday in their hands. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, it was all yeah.
3: released today out there. Um, it, it's been known, but now they're taking a lead, and uh, it's been yeah. really hitting. So I figured, why don't NASA grab it too? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, and,
2: absolutely.
3: absolutely. Yeah, and throw it absolutely. out there the same day, is, same day as the FBI. So we're up to date, you know. Right? But isn't that incredible? Yeah. What we suffered on the streets or in by family members, or whatever, these creepos, some of these people doing sextortion, aren't even pedophiles. They're business people. No, they're business people. They want to
2: make money off. Sure.
3: Yes, but pedophiles also find this a slick way of making money, and they think Mm -hmm. it's safe, all right, because Mm -hmm. they can't be tracked. And that's why it has to be reported. If you report Mm -hmm. it, the authorities may take over your line and continue as if they're you and catch the the, the creep. You see? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They need, they need to my be more
2: active. My biological father did pornography of me, and that was one of the ways he kept me into it was by saying, you know, I'll show your grandparents and will kill them. I'll show your friends. I'll show, you know. And so yes. when I finally reported and and said that there were there was pornography because it was black and white, you know, Polaroid, whatever, not black or white, but colored Polaroid in the closet. I was like so ashamed. And then knowing that they have that and I got called when they, um, finally prosecuted them and stuff, I got called and they asked me if I wanted them to destroy the images or keep them on file. My first response it was destroy them, you know, but then in the back of my mind, I went, you know, how do I even know they did? Yeah. Well, the images are taken. I mean, there was no Internet back then, so, you know, it's not like it was on the Internet. But I can't even imagine. Yeah. Because he was a computer programmer. Had there been an Internet, I know that. I'd have probably never gotten out away from him.
3: Yeah? Just, you know, this is I where can't. It's um, Believe it or not, yeah. this is where it's happening. Facebook. Yeah. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Instagram. Snapchat. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The other one I mentioned. But what's, what's surprising is it's heavy on minecraft fortnite world of warcraft stuff yeah. like that and if people as don't well know what that is it's, just, it's uh, like a
2: gaming community and stuff that people go on yes. and they can type messages to each other like hey, hey how you doing you know um um you know uh what neighborhood do you live in or you know this yeah, or that the other things, all whatever it's, yes it's friend yes. people well, it's you
3: yeah, they they ask questions, you know, yeah. and part of grooming, part of grooming is trust. Yeah, creating an atmosphere. And you're playing trust a and game together,
2: and having fun, and it's a kid thing, and you know they think you are playing with another, like you said, they think they're playing with another kid their age, or you know, yeah. And and my daughter, my stuff. granddaughter said, well, you know, if you're you're playing a game or you're on the internet, whatever, and. And uh, some um, 14-year-old boy gets on there and is, you know, trying to talk to you um, who's really on there. And she says, some fat, um, um, sweaty, disgusting old man. And my daughter goes, yep, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm, that's interesting because I never would have thought I had to teach my kid. You know what I mean? It's like parenting is just a whole different story today with, with yeah. watch what you're doing online. Yeah. And you're, so, you're, most parents aren't even aware of what's going on online. How do you prevent something that you don't even know what's
3: going on? Yeah, I mean, more know, it, 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 it's the same <laughs> thing. It's the same thing. We need new kind of parents. It's the same thing as uh, school. Yeah. You yeah. know, a school is grooming everybody to be into sex right now. All right? And you could be yeah. whatever weirdo sex you want to be into now, which is sick. That's grooming. That's exactly what the sex offender does. So why it's legit in a school, I, I can't fathom. You see what I mean? A part of grooming is to create a familiarity with certain mm-hmm. sexual activity, certain mm-hmm. sexual desires, certain sexual, you see? So schools should be closed mm-hmm. that are doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's grooming. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, um, when the trust is developed, This is where the weak Mm -hmm. spot happens. Um, That's what hurts, where you feel that it's your fault when it happens to you. And you get caught in that. And some children are not emotionally developed. And so when they get caught in that, Mm -hmm. they fear how their parents would look at them. Remember, a lot of these kids come from good homes. So oh, yeah. I they, mean, you've
2: been great upbringing and great self-esteem and everything else. And something like this happens, and it just wham. It's like walking in a brick wall. You don't,
3: nobody. So they fear, they, yeah. Victoria, they fear how someone else would see it. I'm trying to get to the point, the button of the suicide, all right? And they mull over this and mull over this, and their life is over. Just think about it. This is what the children go through. Mm-hmm. They're in their own world. Computers mm-hmm. and phones have become babysitters permitted by the parents. It's a convenience so the parents can have sex or they can go do what they were going to do or they can go drink and watch a game or whatever the case may be. We need a new style of parenting to mm-hmm. solve a lot of these problems. All right. Yeah. Um, so. That, and that's not all parents are doing
2: negative things. The kids are just—it's like the age, and it's—it's the parents sometimes are busy working or, you know, busy doing productive things, and and don't really see the danger. It's—it's like even if they're not out drinking and drugging and um, screwing or whatever, by the
3: while their kids are on it, it's still. There's nothing wrong they don't with
0: parents. They're not—they're not, they're not talking to
3: their. Victoria. There's nothing wrong with parents having sex. I'm saying no, the no, computers I, no. and the phones are used for babysitting yeah. to keep the yeah, children busy. Are. No matter whether you're yep. immoral or you're not immoral or whatever the hell you're doing. Parents yeah. need to be better parents today all the all the way around the board. They just parent has to go to parent college or something to continue being parents. They yeah. just have to. I, oh, okay. They got to yeah. stay abreast of the times, or just mm-hmm. give the kid away. It don't matter. Just give the kid away, uh-huh. you know. because it, it, this is this is not happening to a poor family on welfare kid in most cases. No, you understand? No, because they don't have access. <laughs> or not. They can't pay the ransom. See yeah. the people doing the trolling, Victoria. They spend a good four or five months with you. They know you got money. They know where you live. They know your family's got bank. You understand? We will yep. shut this yep. down. while well, you go so to Yep. If you yep. send us, you see. And, no, and sure. this is legitimate. This is legitimate, and it's the new major sex crime going on out there. It makes you want to just cry. The other one uh, that's brought to us predominantly by immigrants is we have a job for you. And they'll tell you, it's a beautiful job. This is what it is. You'll be a secretary. You'll move in two years up, up in the force or whatever else. This is how they're doing sex trafficking right now. They're, they're grabbing major immigrants who already immigrated into this country yeah. And they get trapped as sex slaves. When they show yeah. up, there is no nice office. There is none of that. They're trapped. Mm-hmm. Their they're green card or whatever temporary card or whatever is taken away from them, this is massive yeah. happening to thousands now. That's another game out there.
0: Going to be so a little nanny little...
3: or sending you to school. Yeah, yeah but it don't exist. You mm-hmm. see, they end up in a... On the third floor in a factory building, abandoned factory building. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, this is the reality of what's going on out there. Should we see if we so, have
2: any uh, um, anybody that would like to join in the conversation or ask a question?
1: Sure. Well, I'm going to listen for tonight because I uh, this is new to me. My mm-hmm. son, uh, you know, he's older and. None of this happened, so
2: I'm getting the information tonight. hmm Yeah. Well, you know, you even if we get the information and stuff, we never know who we're going to run into it that might need it, um, that we can pass this on to. And also remember that these shows are all archived, so if you do run into somebody that's dealing with this, um, if you give them the scan number, um, which we um, um, they're all – they're all archived, like I said and uh, for some reason my computer locked me out again but um, Annie are you there? I am. Do you have a scan number? Can you hear me? Yeah. The scan, scan number
0: 3112.
2: Thank you. So if, yeah. you know if if people just, you know, can keep track of that or go back on uh, nasca.org has all the shows archived and if you go in by the scan number you can listen to any past shows. And um, if you know anybody dealing with this, or you can even uh, pass up on the link to different groups that you're in um, so that we can get this uh, information out, the education. And it's a lot different than somebody just clicking on a a link that you put on there. You know, click on this link um, because there's a whole interview about this topic, you know. And people are more interested in listening to, like, a talk show podcast like this than just clicking on a link and having to read a whole bunch of information. Um, I think this is more personalized. And I actually Googled the uh, child abuse um, podcast and they had the top 30 uh, child abuse podcasts and NASCA came up as number one. And that was just amazing to me. That was really awesome. And so people are listening and people are um recommending you know other people to listen and and a lot of people are going back on some of these shows now saying hey i was on this or that show um and, and getting the information out there so um i'll uh um let's see um did anybody else i think we've got everybody if i guess we're back to you uh reverend henry <laughs> i got gotcha.
3: yeah i'll i'll mm-hmm. uh, just for that young lady to hear right now, um, uh-huh. go to missing, missing org, which is the national center for missing and uh, exploited children. And they have a nice YouTube PSA. They just did on, uh, torsion that you can post on your Facebook page or what have you. Um, and, uh, also, uh, I don't know if you heard earlier, but uh, they go to StopSexTorsion.com. That's S-T-O-P-S-E-X-T-O-R-T-I-O-N.com. And uh, they have help for parents, tips for adults, and uh, everything you need, Uh, a few statements by sex torsion survivors um, and uh, other information. Because this is the hot thing, this is what's happening, and we finally get to get on something that actually just started, you know, formulating, um, instead of waiting years. But the sad thing is, here at NASCA, these kids, in the mm-hmm. next 15, 20 years, will be calling in the show, talking about how they were abused, sexual abuse, online. Mm-hmm. Whereas, Most of us, I mean, I'm 66. How old are you, Victoria? Uh, I just turned uh, 61. (laughs) You see what I mean? Yeah, most of us are older. The stats say that most older adults, all right, uh, only come forward with with the abuse they suffered uh, in their uh, late 40s, 50s, 60s. You know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Uh, Yeah. They suffer the trauma all them years, mm-hmm. in and out of relationships, uh, their mm-hmm. families breaking apart, uh, they're unable to establish good relationships. Uh, they don't know why they're making decisions they do. It's because of how they feel deep inside, uh, from what they yeah. suffered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, t-
2: I mean, I got into that- therapy when in I was 21, and I started, yeah. I started uh, speaking out uh, 37 years ago about domestic violence and being used in prostitution. But I didn't talk to about my child abuse until 15 years ago. I did with therapists and, you know, with, with friends and stuff and, and AA people that I helped. But I wasn't telling, you know, like now I'm telling everybody, you know, whether they want to know or not. <laughs> but, um, you, 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 you know, but until you I met I Bill and it. got over a lot of that shame, I, I didn't, you know, I would have right. never done nothing like this to host a show or anything, you know. Well, or you want to, to know it. something.
3: The main reason, one of the main reasons why people don't come forward, is because deep inside, somehow they were made to believe. Same thing with this sex torsion; they'll be made to believe it's their fault. Right. See, that's that's attached to the shame, that causes mm-hmm. you to hesitate to get help, and you end up suffering. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, I can I can begin to tell place. you among
2: people that I've heard that that had said you know oh i should have fought back i should have screamed i didn't say no i didn't this you know or it was only this or only that you know and it's like wait a minute you know um yeah Yeah. there are so many barriers to like you say not only getting help but but even working through it once you acknowledge it to somebody it's it's not easy it's a lot of work i tell people you know getting sober and drug free that's the easy part living life on life's terms and accepting your your story, you know, because mine came back bits bit to pieces, so so many more people have too, that that I'm glad it did because that's all I could, you know, digest at a time. <laughs> there must be a higher power because I'm not, you know, getting all this dumped on me at once. You know, I ended up with multiple personality disorder. I 31 personalities. Thank God.
3: It's like it was okay. a gift. You know, See, to separate saved,
0: that all helped.
3: Victoria, I could have saved time if I had a relationship with you instead of me being with six or seven different women. I could have just been yeah. with you, right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, my 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 last my um yeah my last husband. Yeah, I think I'm the <laughs> I think I'm the claim 31 to <laughs> 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 yeah. you know, especially this four year old alter when I was having. Take her over to Toys R Us, and she goes go skipping down, up and down the aisle, wanting to pick up toys. And he said, "I told you, you could get one toy. No, no, I need three.
3: You know, and I have, and have I a seven year old After that, walked out of the house. <laughs> I have a, Victoria. I have a question to ask you. Sure. And I have I have not heard anybody ask this type of question yet. All right. Sure. <laughs> if you're if you're sexually abused as a child.
2: Uh-huh. Infant till 21 by my biological father plus multitudes of other people. No, I'm people. saying
3: if you're, I'm asking you a good question, right? Uh-huh. If you're sexually abused as a child uh-huh. and then you have interrelations as you're growing up, different relationships, say with different men, uh, until you yeah. find the one you love or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Right does any of that apply, does that person secretly become an abuser in the back of your mind or in your emotions? You you get what I'm saying? Because you're still a victim. Mm -hmm. You you haven't dealt with it. You didn't get your trauma dealt with. So how does that affect itself deeply in the interrelations with the person you're with? You see what I mean?
2: Oh, I I was always in very negative relationships, but I really believe it wasn't that picked them. It was them that picked me because I usually said I was, you know, I had a bad relationship or my, you know, dad abused me. And to me, it was just like a, you know, green light for them to go, oh, well, she's been through that. I could put her through this, you know, and like, for instance, I was with my son's father and... Um, he knew that I'd been using prostitution and I had told him that and then that night, you know, we had we had sex, I'm just gonna call it sex and the next morning I woke up and he had left money on the bed.
0: Oh, and man.
2: I mean, just a lot of creepy shit, you know. And uh i d I didn't leave him because I see I didn't see none of this as abuse because I wouldn't you know, I wasn't being hurt, physically hurt, you know. And I couldn't understand the emotional part of being hurt. Even though I was going to like day treatment programs and therapy and stuff, it didn't, you know, he was, he was, you know, he had a nice house, this and that. Matter of fact, when I did call the police and left, the cop says, are you sure you want to leave? This is a really nice house. Are you sure to leave this? I'm like, you take me to the shelter? And so we're driving over to the police station. My kids are in the car. And a cop says, you know, some woman could be bleeding out on the street. And yeah, we got to take you over to the police station, you know, <laughs> and get over the police station. There's like five cops just hanging out, you know, patting my kids on the head and laughing and joking. And, oh man, I finally got to the shelter and I was telling the staff, and they go, oh, who was that? And how, you know, this, that, the other thing, and made a report on it. But, you know, um, what happened was he had um, I trapped my daughter in a room, and was screaming at her. And I was trying to push against at the door and they wouldn't let me in. And I don't know, that motherly strength came out and I jammed the door open. Well, I had already told my girlfriend that I felt like something was, you know, something was a rumbling and I was getting scared. Wasn't quite sure what what it was because I just had this feeling. And I gave her my um, address and everything and because she lived in a different state and gave her my address and stuff. And I said, if I call you up, and I don't remember what the word was, orange or maybe or something, if I say that word, because I probably couldn't safely talk on the phone, that means call the police and tell them I need help. And so I, you know, got my daughter out of there, got her and my son in a different area and called my girlfriend and said the word and hung up the phone and uh, pretty soon the police were at the door, you know. And and I let, I got away from them.
3: Good, I think that. Uh, I, had a plan. I, I I think you know, that there are a but lot of innocent parents. Like, I've been,
2: been at the like shelter there. or you know anything. I just you know had that feeling that that just like my mom said. I said, why did you send us away when I was on my first birthday? She said, I just had a feeling you were in danger, and she was absolutely right. You know that that feeling we got to start listening to our gut. And if we don't think something's right, we need to, you know, act on it.
3: Yeah. But the problem is, uh, being an uh, NLP practitioner, I'm absolutely sure that there are male victims out there who have been, been victimized by women mm-hmm. who were victims yeah. of child yeah. sexual abuse. I'm absolutely sure of it. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. And, and they would overemphasize things and cause bigger problems than there really was. And and uh, mm-hmm. uh the, it, I think that field needs to be studied more, you know? Yeah.
2: No, I agree um, with you there. Matter of fact, yeah. my mom even said, I will I will never, ever, my dad's real her. I will never, ever let a man abuse me ever again. So, therefore, she flipped the table and started abusing men and and in my mind it was like okay there's two choices either be the abuser or the victim so i didn't want yeah. to be in a relationship at all because i didn't want either one of those and i didn't know what a healthy relationship was you know yeah and then you never my husband
3: and trust Andrew.
2: yeah you could never, yep. uh, never, est-
3: uh-huh. yeah. never establish trust yep
2: and you could never victoria
3: victoria you could never establish trust we we're talking no. about other people Right, You can never establish trust uh, until you're healed. So now we have another problem. Mm -hmm. How do we get children and young adults to come forward for their healing so their future relationships aren't destroyed and they don't subconsciously uh, victimize innocent people? Yeah. That's important, talking about yeah. what we went through sixty years from now, that's fireside stuff that ain't helping uh-huh. anybody all right uh-huh. how do we How do we um help the youth, the young mm-hmm. adults prevent create a prevention from uh, yeah. destroying relationships and children because y- you gave a key, you said you chose a lot of these bad relationships.
2: Uh-huh. No, know, say, I thought I chose them, the... but
3: I realized they chose me.
2: They chose me because right. I revealed too much to them about my own abuse in the past. And then let me give it you an example.
3: Them. Say, say if I met you, right? mhm um and, and you revealed things to me. hmm First of all, I would check off the box, don't date, because you'll have a problem with uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, men, abuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. So your insight yeah. would be against me right away, even though I'm innocent. Uh-huh. You see what I mean? Yeah. And, uh,
2: well, the other thing, thing is revealing too much when you first meet somebody. You know, that was my big thing. I would reveal everything because I didn't want to be dishonest. and And that's not really... The best way to get in a relationship no, I realized
3: it. No. You know Yeah. Every new relationship, both parties are virgins. Mm-hmm. They start their life new, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um I agree. Uh but back to the children, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. you you had mentioned how do we how do we get the parents more involved and uh, etc. Well, first of all the parents need to be educated about this sex torsion parents not schools parents right not teachers right. t- teaching the students because they just blandly listen to this and then they go back and talk to their friend who's really a guy they don't know they think it's a uh-huh. girlfriend we're talking about parents have to actually take a course in this it mm-hmm. has to be taught all right to the parents mm-hmm. And they interact with their children regarding this, right? Sex torture. How to be careful, mm-hmm. and other kinds of things. You, you see what I mean? Yeah, that's what has. That's what has to go on. hmm um, And that's and that's why we gave them sites. You know, the right. uh, stop, stop sextortion dot com and uh, missingkids dot org, which is the national center missing exploited children, both of them uh work heavy on uh fighting this sex torture
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well I think it's really good too that you mentioned that there's some there's some actual stories that you know, uh situations that have happened uh to survivors of this. And so when you um define this, um you've been you've been talking about kids but, but I imagine this happens to adults too. And a well, lot of times people, yeah, but victims of abuse, child abuse, um, can get stuck into situations like this, too, and just kind of relive
3: their childhood. Yeah, <laughs> the, the children are where it's at. The adults, they, they yeah. want to do this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, in a lot of cases, we're not talking about some immigrant who doesn't know what's no. going on. The yeah. Parents share uh, many people, adults, do this mm-hmm. kind of stuff online, you know? Yeah. And yeah. they and they still don't know who they're talking to because, no. Uh, one of the sites was talking about uh, it happens on plenty of fish. It happens on all these different sites, dating sites to parents. These are adults. These are adults. Right. All right. Bye. Right. You know, it's an adult type of thing. All right. We're talking about yeah. children. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be happening to them at all. No. No, it, it should not be happening,
2: children. It's really yeah. sad that the defenseless, the ones that are the most vulnerable, are the ones that are prey to all this, yeah. and have yeah. the least amount of resources. And the people that do have the resources are a lot of times the ones that are exploiting oh. them.
3: You know, and it just it just makes me sick. It makes, all makes me sick <laughs> and sad. Again, I was shocked. Uh, the the least person who's going to come forward about sex crimes that happened to them is going to be a male. And so I was very surprised that the majority of cases the FBI is working on is males. Yeah. All right? It's males. Yeah. That is a, that is a strange
2: statistic.
3: Let me read you yeah. the first paragraph. This is a press release released today, February 7th, 2023, out of Washington, D.C., FBI. All right? The FBI and our international law enforcement partners are issuing a joint warning about a global financial sextortion crisis. Our agencies have seen an explosion in incidents of minor boys around the world being coerced into sending explicit images online and then extorted for money, a crime called financial sextortion. In 2022, the FBI received thousands of reports related to the financial sex of minors, primarily boys, representing an increase from previous years. Unfortunately, the FBI is also aware of more than a dozen suicides following each of these incidents. Today, on Safer Internet Day, we are urging children and caregivers to educate themselves about this particular crime. And help us protect others from being victimized. And I told you, uh, when they yep. hear about it, they may want to move into your ISP, if you know what I mean, your URL yep. Yep. and everything, and right. become you. Um, wow. They're, they're right ready. There's an FBI office everywhere, and they'll jump on it right away. So, okay. so the the child doesn't have to be ashamed. You know, they got to get right. past that. They they got to have loving and supportive. Adults, you know, parents responding to this properly, not angrily. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because that's being all the difference in the world. um,
3: Yeah. You know. And, yeah. And the big problem is, is what these predators do is they describe the kind of pitches they want. They're coaching them what kind of pitches to take. So these can't be just plain nude photos you know right. we've all done i've done nude photos for a girlfriend and stuff like that you know we've all done that uh, you know um uh, yeah. these have to be really descriptive terrible things that just uh, uh yeah. causes suicide that's how bad they are yeah I'm you know sure that I mean? statistics
2: so low that probably so many more that yeah. don't yeah. have drawn the strings together or connected to the dots whatever
3: that's right. And the thing is, yeah. these these creeps have this stuff online and use mm-hmm. the stuff online. You know, many of the pictures they get that are sexy-like, they mm-hmm. got out of these schemes, and they put it up on Facebook, and they believe they're this girl, and they got all kinds mm-hmm. of grown-ups responding and friending this girl. You know what I mean? And they're not even a girl. It's some guy yeah. in the Ukraine. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. It's a yeah. terrible thing.
2: It is. It is. The more technology advances, the more dangers
3: are out there. Right, and and you'll see, you'll see actual pedophilia minimizing because something's happened to society in the last couple of years over this COVID crap. Mm-hmm. Is people mm-hmm. are being more satisfied with mm-hmm. themselves and being able to be involved in the same kind of sick activity online, virtual relationships online, never touching them, never nothing. And that's where the pedophile feels, and they do get lesser time. Mm -hmm. They do get lesser time if they're caught with some pictures on the computer than they would if they're caught actually with the little girl or whatever. Right. 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 Yeah. So it's a, yep. it's a safe game,
2: you know. Mm-hmm. Terrible. And like you said, then there's that version and the not telling, so that's even safer.
3: <laughs> to keep, yeah, you well, know, they, they, well, the kid finds it exciting. Just try to go into a kid mm-hmm. mind a second. All right, all right. That you actually have this girl likes you, and you got fucked teeth. Yeah, and you look goofy. Yeah. And nobody, yeah. nobody in school likes you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You would do anything to to keep her attention and the nice words she's saying and everything. Yeah. This. Yep. So they this know is, how to. They know
2: how to write this.
3: Yeah. In a lot of ways, this is just as bad, and it may even, depending on the the fragile character of some of these kids, <laughs> it may be worse than it actually physically happening. Yeah. Because the the other
2: thing is the minimizing it too <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: in in uh in your mind too, like with me with the pictures and stuff it took me a long time to realize that you know um that that those pictures you know, and I know that uh Teresa with Minnesota missing children doesn't call it pornography she calls it um evidence of um uh child sexual abuse or um you know it's it's evidence yeah. that that yeah. you know pictures were taken, it's evidence, it's evidence and to me of, of child sexual abuse. And yeah. to oh, me yeah. that, oh, yeah. that's think yeah. better than child pornography because it, it doesn't that I I never liked that. It just kinda of put a buffer on everything. I, I like yeah. saying things straight up as they are. You know, instead of you know, um um incest, I say, my dad raped me you know? Yeah. <laughs> incest is just you know, such a, a word people are throwing around, and and to me, you know, when I said my dad raped me, everybody goes, "He raped you," and and I said, "Yeah, he incested me," and they go, "Oh, it was incest." I go, "No, it was rape." Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like a yeah. different dimension.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, just um, our
2: terminology that we talk.
3: I just want to remind everyone before I go, right? That sure. Um, that uh. There's a tab right there on the uh, 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 NASCA page called Mm -hmm. Preventing Our Kids or Protecting Our Kids. And when you go to it, it says prevention is an adult activity. And there's every kind of different kind of resource and stuff like that besides what we talk about in the show. But there's stuff talking about Internet and everything else. As you go down that page, NASCA... All right, is a wonderful resource. And, and this particular page would be great for parents to stop the other crap they're doing and just take a couple hours and work on this. All right. And they can find a lot of this stuff. But also, um, I released the first of my uh, four book series called Slave in Modern America uh, from the mm-hmm. Eyes of a Child. And you just type that in Google, Slave in Modern America from the eyes of a child um, at Amazon. It'll come right up all the links. It's at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Target. And uh, it's about child abuse. And the uh, uh, sale of the book A portion goes to the National Center for Missing Exploited Children. Uh, I I just recently donated a small bit, but um, to uh, NASCA, and uh, mm-hmm. visit our website at freechildproject.com. Freechildproject.com. So uh, if anybody wants to get my book, I'd highly appreciate it. Uh, I really don't benefit. It's just royalties, and most of that I give away, you know, properly. Because um, uh, this isn't about making money on my story. This is about revealing mm-hmm. how the system 66 years ago hasn't changed. Yeah, it's, I still, there. it's still inhumane. It's still pretty slick. And they come out with phrases like, in the best interest of the child, which isn't yeah. in the best interest of the child. So um, hopefully we get to uh, change things in this campaign mm-hmm. at 3 com. And with that, I'd like to thank everyone, including our guests who called in um and you victoria and annie uh for mm-hmm. having me on tonight thank you
2: yeah well we really appreciate you coming on and uh, i i just appreciate all the information you give us a whole lot a whole lot and um you can definitely check into the some of that and then um um how can i find that uh that
3: report um from the fbi that you were talking about uh it's um, an email can you send that? Uh, but huh? but i did <laughs> But I did post it. You go to Henry McGrath, and you'll see me on Facebook, Henry McGrath. And uh, you'll see me by a microphone and a radio station, you know, because I have my mm-hmm. own uh, meeting as well. Yeah. Um, okay. And it'll be posted right there on mm-hmm. Facebook, Henry That's me. McGrath. Perfect. All right? Perfect. Thank you so much. You
2: have a wonderful evening or wherever you're at. Yep. <laughs> and Peace we'll talk to you evolution.
3: later. Great. You okay, you got it. You bet. Goodbye. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. Okay. Well, yeah. Annie, are you still there? Mm. I'm still here. Mm. Hey, it's How's it be going? Be a quiet night.
1: <laughs> quiet night for us.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Well, we either... half an hour left. Let's go on with something. We've um, uh, I know that, is Lori still on there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, what did you think about our speaker? Uh,
1: uh, Honestly? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I don't think I should actually say
0: Mm -hmm. honestly on the
1: air. I mean, what's coming up is an easy
0: -hmm.
1: easy solution. What you do is you Mm -hmm. start making laws um, about the topic and start in congress with that you start getting people into the school you mm-hmm. write up in school a specialty just like an incest mm-hmm. therapist, you have a, a sex extortion therapist just uh-huh. these are the things that you do, if, that's, if it's coming up you get ready for it that's yeah. what I got out of tonight, I mean uh-huh. the numbers there's yeah. a lot of numbers I've checked, yeah. you know, for years uh-huh. I've checked because you know, I've been into everything uh-huh. Well, you know, well, that's the sure one we, thing we
2: that you bring up. You know, it's like, okay, we can sit and discuss this a lot, which a lot of people do about a lot of things. And then my my thing is, okay, we all have a lot of information. We can all do certain things, but but let's do something. Let's take some action. And who are the people that are going to take the action and aren't centered on the news and say, that's horrible. Shut up the news and go make lasagna or something, you know. I put on my Facebook page, I said, you know, if you don't like me posting about my child abuse and about child abuse issues, I said, um, please just uh, scroll on by, unfriend me so I can add more friends. <laughs> I had not care about these issues. I said because this is important to me, and uh, just go back and make you uh, go take the pictures of your dinner, <laughs> you know, because to me it's important, you know, and uh, and I feel I have to do something action oriented. You would need for that. You know, and, and I do. I started a grassroots organization called Odd by Helping Hand for Healing Souls. And I put on events for Child Abuse Awareness Month in April. And also it's also Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And then October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And um, January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And also now the Stalking Awareness Month. And all those months, I try to do something, even if it's getting the information out there and reaching out to people and say, hey, if you want to talk about it, call me. Or, you know, um, advocating for other people that are actually putting on something or doing something or, do, like you said, making up some laws or, you know, trying to get petitions signed, things like that, you know. I feel like I have to do something. I can't just sit and turn on the TV and go, that's horrible. I need to do something, you know.
1: That's right. That's what you're supposed to be doing because that's why yes. you were made the way you are and things happened to you the way they did to get you to this point and this mm-hmm. is you, what you're supposed to be
2: doing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I tell people, yeah, okay, this is horrible. Now what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, and they just look at me like, you expect me to do something? And they'll say, what can I do? And, and I'll say, you know, if, if, you know, you could anything that you can do, I mean, even if you're walking down the street and you see somebody that's down and out or whatever, and you smile at them, that could change your whole week. That could change your whole life. that somebody cared enough to smile at. People don't realize there's so much you can do that doesn't cost a cent. You know, people are like, oh, if I won the lottery, I'd help all these people out. You can help people out without having money. Just be kind and care. I agree. That's I agree.
1: my thought. <laughs> hmm because it worked with me, you know. I used to walk the streets, mm-hmm. and the people that mm-hmm. smiled and whatever. Some of them, you know, we started friendships. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. it's like in yeah. the neighborhood. You do it on the outside uh-huh. when you get older, yeah. and it goes yeah. on and on and spreads like that. Mm-hmm. That's if it does. you do it right. It if yeah, you do it right uh, in the beginning. You know, make sure it's mm. definitely right, and there you go. You start something. There's enough people with the problems that you're gonna have staff uh, and mm-hmm. chapters will build and you know, it'll spread from yeah. state to state. And soon mm-hmm. the whole country's gonna be involved in it.
2: Yeah. So, well, I, yeah, started. Called, I started a project called the Clothesline Project. And what it is, it's um, clothing written on by adult survivors of child abuse. And um, I hang it up at these different events. And um, when I did Domestic Violence Awareness Month in October, did I did the same clothesline project as I used in April but I focused domestic violence how it affects children. And so I had the clothesline up and um I'm my my goal is to get it all right around the world. <laughs> right yeah, now you, get it. you know. Um and I and I know it will. My my dream is to have a trailer where I'm gonna, you know, drive it around to all the events. Right now I just up stuff here, you know, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. In the small yeah. little areas. I picture you doing that. Yeah. And I got Maybe. pictures of me with standing it's standing behind me. I got um one lady that came out and videotaped it um the whole thing and she's been meeting people that are adult survivors of child abuse and just saying, Hey, look at my friend did And she's showing him and they're going, Wow you know, they look at the messages on it, you know. And and I've got people contacting me through it, and I've got people talking to other people that touch other people about it, you know? And That's it's getting conversations So Yeah. I
1: mean, I'm, I was walking around at a patch on my back, and so many people were coming up to me, telling me the horrors of their life, but they were doing it, like, in the stores and stuff. They were yeah. just, like, glued yeah. to you. And all they had to do was see it. If, you know, one person yeah. sees one thing, then they know they're not the only one. You know, out there that has the questions. So now, you know, get yep. the information, protect your kids. Mm-hmm. Because by then, the kids are going to be older and get more damaged, mm-hmm. So this can't be waiting around, like they do with no. every other law and program that they they start.
2: Yeah, that's how
1: COVID ended yeah. up to be like COVID. Well, that's you know, like it. when I did
2: the child when I did the child abuse and domestic violence awareness one, I would say, you know, um it's child awareness. It's child abuse awareness and prevention month, I says, but we need more than one month. We need every day of the year. <laughs> you know, it should be, you know? just like some,
1: yeah. there are other things that are every day of the year. Like yeah. your not child abuse be every one, day of the uh-huh. year? Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. I agree. I mean,
1: there's, there's enough pictures to cover any kind of calendar you want to see. April's when I really go, go out with it on Facebook. And then I right. do that, my story page into it. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they gave us the month. I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, NASC NAS- is on my site, too. I mean, you got to spread yeah. it around. That's what yeah. the computer world and everything else is for. Mm-hmm. It's the next level. So those, right. those kids now who are looking in college and are trying to pick out a field, they can look into now a specialty core of what um, Hank talked about tonight. You yeah. know, that, that's something that they can do. That's all you have to do. No. It's not, it's,
2: you know, you have I to mean, pass it, on the yeah.
1: it's been done with other causes, so it's known how to do it. It's just having the people do it, you know. We already that's have what it's board. about. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the worst worse the generation gets with everybody ignoring all all this stuff. It's going to get, like, less and less information out there. I mean, these Mm -hmm. numbers that he was giving us should be known by everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And they should be posted uh, in places, you know, specifically for the kids. Yeah. uh, You know, know, I'm more, what I do is I split my time. A lot of my time is spent on the kids um, because they are, the future, and they have to be taught how to do things, so I cut mm-hmm. back you know on on like if anyone was sociable and whatnot, I go straight mm-hmm. from doing my my work thing, and then i I concentrate on educating kids because I think it should be brought into mm-hmm. the schools
3: as oh, a I course
1: agree. you know um, we used to do that with the club, you go into the mm-hmm. schools and you, you talk to the teachers first, and then think yeah. if you're lucky they'll let you talk. That's what yeah. they They, you've right. got to go where they meet. You know,
0: mm-hmm. if
1: it's at the rec,
0: well, mm-hmm. somebody
1: could be you know with the rec, wherever they they are. I mean, we
0: mm-hmm.
1: we know what to do, and the more of us you know that come out and actually do it, which there are plenty mm-hmm. of. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll put this plan in motion even more. I mean, what else could you
2: ask for?
1: It's it's a problem that we have to to deal uh,
2: with. I used to do a project out in Minneapolis. It was um, called the Juvenile Prostitution Prevention Project. And I was going around to the high schools in Minneapolis. And uh, we had a video, Where the Lies you. And I told a part of my story and I showed the video and this and that to the kids and everything. But I had to call the schools first, you know, and set it up. And, uh, you know, it was all free. It was all, you know, and it was really good because a lot of the places, most of the places, a lot of them were the ones that were the, were the schools that already had kids with behavior problems. So they were more than happy to have me come in because I'd come in and they'd take off <laughs> and leave me alone with these kids. And all of a sudden I'm going, we're going to be talking about pornography, prostitution, and stripping. And oh, my God, you know, it was like. <laughs> Yeah, i a picture Send me it. into the wolf den with these topics. And, you know, I gave, my, I gave my questionnaire to fill out in the beginning, you know, do you think that people that are against pornography are prudes, you know, and things like that, you know, questions like that and stuff. Well, By the time I got done with the whole thing, I gave them another questionnaire and they were all the same questions, but they just answers switched because and of the like, video. You got
1: to go you know, in there and... Like to practice these te- these new teaching ideas, yeah, for yeah. kids, are
2: four, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> right. That's right. right. horrible, but well,
1: you got to practice. So no, but funny. we did
2: the same thing in churches, and we did the same thing in community events and everything else. And and the same the same things came up, you know, yeah. the same kind of answers came up in the beginning, and then different answers came up after they were educated, and that's the whole point of it. Uh, was what we were trying to, you know, and then we did a, um, we did a huge um, poster that we put up in the bus stations um, uh, over Minneapolis um, that said, um, um, what is it, um, tricks are not for kids or something like that. I don't remember what it was, something like that. And anyway, it had a hotline number that, you know, if you know of anybody used in prostitution or if you are, you know, call this number, systems of prostitution is what we called it, pornography, stripping, and prostitution and uh but i went out and spoke all over and i t- spoke to a whole bunch of social workers there has been 30 40 people in the room, and so at the end of those ones too we gave all pieces of paper and asked people just to write down what they thought and so we got all these comments back and me and this other guy this guy that was used in prostitution he he told his story too and we both told about not only that, but other, you know, violent things that happened in our lives, other sexual abuse and stuff and how we struggled. And anyway, we got all these responses back about how wonderful, you know, our stories are going to help them and everything else. Oh, one lady wrote back and says, well, I don't believe either one of them went through any of that because it's just too much and they wouldn't be able to sit up there and and talk and have such good composure and everything else if they went through all that. And I was devastated. <laughs> Like, somebody thinks I'm lying. So I went to my therapist a week later, and I had been distraught for a whole week. And she says, I got a question. How many responses did you get? I go, I don't know, 32. And she goes, you got 32 responses that were all, you felt positive. And I go, yeah. She goes, and you thought one was negative, right? And I go, yeah. She goes, well, why are you focusing on the one negative? Or the one you think is negative, you know, and not all the other ones that were positive. I'm like, yeah, why am I? <laughs> I think I'll just like polarized thinking or something like that.
1: Yeah, they give a name to everything.
2: I it's know but part the thing is you, that, you that. work a hard. Lot I'll do that. I'll do that. You know, I'll be, I'll be doing something, and you know, I'll accomplish a whole lot. That I'll focus on the one thing I did to do well,
1: well. You know, you do do a lot. So whether you concentrate on it or not, uh, the people concentrate on is getting done you you're actually yeah. doing this, and you're moving this process along, mm. so yeah. you don't have to listen to either one of us. It's getting done that that's yeah. the bottom line you know right. how it gets done, how we feel about what we have to do, um, yeah. even having to dive into these fields you know that are so needed and just uncomfortable. Mm. We mm-hmm. we just have to accept we have to do them and just, mm-hmm. you know, suck yeah. up whatever our problem is with it and just yeah. go for it. Well, my yeah, idea that. is
2: always that if I don't do it, who else will?
1: <laughs>
2: that's that's no, it's always good. my, you know, my You're a <laughs> good
1: warrior. You're a good warrior yeah. in this world. Yeah. So, um, well, actually, that... you know,
2: I, I got my name out of a name book and, Um, Because I had to change my name to do public speaking, and um, Victoria means victorious, and I kept my middle name, which is Ruth, which means spirit, and Kelly means warrior, so my name is Victorious Spirit Warrior, and when I I took it on in 86, when I started public speaking, um, I didn't feel like a Victorious Spirit Warrior, but I tell you what, I do today. (laughs) That's
1: amazing.
2: I grew grew into the name of that.
1: I didn't know. I didn't own that story.
2: Uh, because yeah. I,
1: I did think it was a cool name.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You do yeah. think of my, everything.
2: My birth name was uh uh Kathy. Catherine. And that means pure one and I never felt that fit. <laughs> then why did you change? Um, because my biological father was still alive and I was talking about him. <laughs> and he oh. was in Minneapolis and I was right near Minneapolis speaking. Oh, okay, got it. Plus, I still published a book and I needed a name. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, I just didn't, like, really want to tell him I was telling the secrets, but I put it hey. on uh, eBay, telling it, and I found out he ordered the damn book. Oh,
0: you man, know That could And really what bothered me because,
2: Well, it really bothered me because I thought, well, there was a lot of pain in that book. It wasn't about nothing but my recovery, really. And uh, I was just thinking... Oh shit, he's gonna know how much you hurt me and it's gonna really make him happy, you know, that I'm no. tormented. Uh, but anyway, then he goes and tells eBay that he never got the book, which I know damn well he did. So I'm like, oh, I got f over again by him. I had to give him his money back, hmm. you know.
0: That's pretty yeah.
1: amazing though that your uh, father, you yeah, know, that you still had. Like, in. I I honestly left. Oh,
2: no, I, I, just I had no involvement
0: never
2: with him. When I, No, when I escaped at 21, I never saw him again. I was in hiding. That's why I changed my name. I just know he okay. ordered it because I knew he ordered it because eBay gives you their information to send it to them. Huh. You know, and gave you, I didn't have to give out my information. Yeah. No, you got but yourself somehow together. Or there. He it somehow or another, you figured it out.
1: Yeah, well, they did a show this That's week. Uh, yeah, how parents, well, not only. When you st- tell parents, like when you reveal and stuff, and you have the mm-hmm. you to the next generation coming up, mm-hmm. uh, and it happened to me, um, that everybody turns their back in the family on you, and yeah. you have to, you yeah. know.
2: And oh like, yeah, he was—he was like everything in the family. He was the one that made it, you know. He was yeah, you. yeah. a poor woman of welfare with a six-month-old child that he right he was going to take away if I ever told anybody. Now that he yeah. was going to have her for. Well, when, you
1: know? when I when I when uh, I exposed Jack, um, it, it was like fireworks. Uh, the the mm-hmm. whole entire family mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, they switched sides because they couldn't mm-hmm. believe it because he was yeah. so different in his social mm-hmm. personality. Right. But to this right. day, people who don't know me are still being told the story that never existed. Mm-hmm. They just say, oh, she, Aunt Laurie's crazy and, uh, you know, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But it's Like, like, investigation. like uh-huh. why don't you put together that maybe these things did happen that made Aunt Lori like she is? Like they lived yeah. in denial. Oh, A lot yeah. of those. So that's why I once I got you know used to not seeing them around because they're, they're toxic. Um, yeah. I knew my, I, to I didn't want my son. Yeah. So
2: yeah.
1: I left. I, I I and I never looked back.
2: No, you got it. self-preservation, you know, because my point. grandma, his mother bailed him out of jail, you know, and I says, why did you bail him out of jail? And she said, because he was going to lose his job. And in my back of my mind, I'm going, he should have lost his damn job, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, he told me to tell you that he's sorry. <laughs> and I said, I got a question. Is he sorry for what he did? Or is he sorry he got caught? Because I think he's sorry he got caught. Because I think he still would want to be doing it to me if I hadn't escaped from him. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. he wanted, He wanted. He wanted to marry me and take me to Louisiana and raise my daughter as our child.
1: Yeah, I my father actually thought I was his wife,
2: not his mm-hmm. daughter. And as I well, got I older, I got. Worse. I was a sexual uh, slave, and he made me sign a sexual slave contract and said, well, now I got proof that you're a volunteer. <laughs> unbelievable how That's they make these
1: people. You would never know it. You know, there are certain people um, that really you can't pick up. And usually I'm a good eye reader. I can oh, tell you could
2: not going was- on this guy. He had yeah. everybody's so, know. I mean, he would go into his job and he was the 10th highest computer programmer in the nation. He was intelligent. He was good looking. He was in the church. He was teaching Bible study. He was taking kids on camping trips. He was a family success story. Huh. You know, he's one of those people that they'd say, "Oh my God, he's such a great neighbor." I would have never thought he was a math killer, you know, or something like that. You know, and
0: mm-hmm. when I hit the news,
2: it was they prosecuted him on when I was seventeen because my mom was a witness at that certain situation, and so. That's when they they prosecuted me even though know, i was twenty one they went back to I was seventeen and uh prosecuted him up for for uh incest and actually um arrested him and got everything out of the closet and torture stuff and all that and the pornography or child you know um evidence of my sexual abuse and uh anyway um they put him in, you know, they put him in jail. Well, he had been working at the, the pr- um, prison with the life inmates, teaching computer programming to them. So I'm sure he picked up some really interesting, you know. Yeah, tools. I think
1: so. I'm, sh- I'm sure you yeah. don't really go in and not come out with knowledge. Oh, my. I mean, no, he wasn't the place. in jail there. He was.
2: He wasn't in jail there. That was his job teaching computer pro programming to yeah. life inmates. And, and while he was doing that is when he was abusing was abusing me when I was 17 at that point.
1: Hmm. You know what's that, and my I father? Time. I started babysitting to this family, and the father was a cop. Uh-huh. And I became uh-huh. very close with them. And This is the first time, uh-huh. you know, really anybody got involved with it. It was so close uh-huh. that I spent more time there. And
0: sure.
1: they didn't like John, his father, did not like my parents, and they were afraid of them. So my father wow. backed off. He backed uh-huh. off because of him. So I looked at John as my my lifesaver. I called him my adopted family. And, um, they ha- that's a great in, year. And the five years, I think that's why I'm not insane, um, mm. because I was at least I had those five years. I yeah. can't say the same about my brother or sister, but, yeah. you know, for me, this is how right. I ended up here. I just didn't plan on, you know, so much, like, life is very long. It can be very mm-hmm. long, especially when you yeah. go through so much stuff, you know, you're right. tired. And uh-huh. Now, I mean, you got to be tired. Yeah. Yeah, but you do well, you yeah. pick up, you you mm-hmm. just like have it all put together, you know, from what I've been watching since I came back on the panel, um, mm-hmm. everybody I'm learning, and it took me a while to figure out names, and
3: to tell you the truth,
1: I sure. really don't know everybody but you and Annie, <laughs> 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 but, but um. Yeah.
0: It's yeah.
1: You're you definitely, I think, at this point in your life where you should be, and I think mm-hmm. that you make such a difference that you know I, this world wouldn't be quite right without what you have mm-hmm. to offer. And you know, you basically mm-hmm. do your
2: life around this. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I, I, I have a yeah. lot of respect for you.
2: Thank you. Well, you know, in 2000, when I got told I had untreatable, inoperable breast cancer, I was married at the time. My husband says, well, are, you know, you going to try the chemo and radiation? I said, well, the doctor said it's not going to really do anything. It's really, you know, I said, you know what? I'm really tired. I've been fighting all my life. I'm tired. I said, and as far back as I can remember, I wanted to die. At least now I won't die from alcoholism, drug addiction, or mental illness. I'll die of the acceptable disease that people are willing to comprehend. Breast (laughs) cancer. Nobody's going to blame me for not wanting to fight, right? I give up. And I did. I gave up. I wasn't going to do nothing. And I was just going to, you know, that would have been the end over there in 2000. (laughs) And I told my kids that weekend, and the horror in their eyes and the fear made me all of a sudden just snap into survival mode. And I went, oh, my God, I don't want my kids to say my mom gave up. I want them to say my mom went down fighting. And so I did radiation oh. and went to the doctor, got another mammogram because the tumors were attached to my chest wall, but I couldn't do surgery. And he didn't think that the radiation keyboard would work. So then after that, I went back to the doctor, did another mammogram. and said, It's a miracle. First of all, a doctor saying it's a miracle is a miracle in itself. He said, it's a miracle. The tumors reduced to half the size and it came off your chest wall. We could do surgery. And that was in 2000. And it's, what, 2020? That's 23 years? I want to have had life. That's I'd
1: wonderful. Have been dead. Are you involved with any organizations with
2: breast cancer? No. You know, as,
1: as, uh, yeah. I tried it once. It made me feel so horrible. They said that if uh, they looked like I did, that they would kill themselves. Oh, so, my God. But uh, Yeah, they, wow. they said that. Wow.
2: So, that's horrible. I did I Very did a clapper stupid. video it's called clapper it's another app I did a clapper video it's like a three-minute video or something and it's my breast cancer story and people were going on there and like breast cancer awareness so they were holding their hands over their nipples, and talking about breast cancer awareness and I went wait I don't got nipples I just did what it without my shirt on <laughs> and
0: talked
2: about the, the flaps of skin they left under my under my armpit Oh. And and I asked the doctor, I says, What is this? And he says, Well, I left that in case you want uh breast implants or whatever oh. and I says, I told you I don't want breast implants He goes, Well, I left it just there because you're so young and just in case you change your mind and I'm thinking, Here's a man making a decision for me You know, I, I, had, a woman. Yeah, oh, I, had, I had a someone. woman that it didn't uh, go well. <laughs> but you like, hear like I mean you like hear Talked to my doctor, I don't know, about five years ago, and said, "Hey, can I get rid of this? She goes, "Yeah, we can. T- we can get rid of that." She goes, "But you don't need to be going under the knife, knife unnecessarily, <laughs> you know." Mm. Yeah, that takes all little, you know, It takes a long healthy. time to heal. Yeah, you know when yeah. when, when that you
0: mm-hmm.
1: have to have that surgery. It took me a long yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Long Time, uh, but I've been yeah. in remission
2: for the like a couple me, Yeah.
1: Yeah, and
2: then I seven years ago, I had um, stage four kidney failure. How, did, how I thought stage four was the last stage. It was. My kidneys are functioning at 15 percent. How did that come back? Well, I talked to my daughter. Do- I talked to my daughter. She's like, Mom. I said, I got kidney failure. She goes, Well, what? What's going on? I said, I don't know. Doctor said my kidneys are functioning at 15 percent. And she says, oh, my God, no, what else did the doctor say? I says, I just told you what the doctor said. She goes, oh, mother, you were in there half an hour, you must have said more than that. I said, well, that's all I remember. It's like, I'm going to your next appointment with you. And she says, <laughs> and I said, okay, whatever. So they did some more, another urine test, and I went back. And so she's sitting in there with me and says, I hear my mother's I, I kidneys are only functioning at 15%. And our doctor is, like, looking, like, just, you know, weird and says, um, I really don't know what's going on, but... Now they're functioning at twenty two percent. And my daughter says, Oh, how could that have happened? And doctor says, I really don't know And I says, Well, I know and they both looked at me and I said, All oh, my family and friends and everybody from Alcoholics Anonymous has been praying for me and sending me positive energy And he just gave me a weird ass look and on the way to the car I thought he either doesn't believe in the power of prayer and positive energy or I just told him I was an alcoholic. You know, I can't tell you I can tell how many years i had sober. <laughs> wow. You know. And anyway, so anyway, I didn't I did do, um, I was on uh, a kidney transplant list and everything. I had um, a vertigo where I couldn't balance. I couldn't walk three steps without a walker. I lost a whole bunch of weight. I went down, I went from over 300 down to 150 like zoom, like I did with cancer. And the same thing I had was way, way heavy and went all the way down real quick. And then I found that cancer the second time was kidney failure. And uh, everybody's like, oh, you look so much better, you know, that, what you do. You go on a diet, and I go, no, I got kidney failure this time. And, you know, I had a walk with a walker and this and that, and all of a sudden I didn't do dialysis or nothing, I was on the transplant list, and I don't know, I might tell a couple people, so I'm out. All of a sudden I start feeling better, and I didn't need the walker anymore, and I'm out having a cigarette outside at the age, then well, this guy comes up and says, hey, um, I heard you have kidney failure, and I want to give you one of my kidneys. And, like, I look at him, he's really, young, like, he's he probably got really good body parts, you know. And I'm like, oh, you can't be serious. And he goes, no, I've been praying about it. I don't know if you he heard me in a meeting or somebody told him. And, and he says, no, I've been praying about it, and I really want to give you one of my kidneys. And so I well, said, okay, let me, my doctor got his information. My doctor says, well, you've got to come in first to get a kidney. Well, so I did. And then I went in there, and I the, they call you back and you don't qualify. Something oh, great. Now I got some other medical problem, you know. So I go in there for the consultation, and he's going, the reason why I don't qualify is because your kidneys are functioning at forty-two percent. You're not stage four anymore. You're stage three. And, well, I, and did,
1: I do think that's amazing.
2: No, I don't die No oh people go. Oh, you must have changed your diet. You must have been exercising. Nothing. I did nothing different. Except I had the attitude that no matter what happens in my life, I'm going to live each day to the fullest because, you know, none of us are getting out of this world alive, you know, and I'm not going to put my life on hold. You know, I've got back problems. I've got, you know, all kinds of fibromyalgia, all this other crap, you know. But you know what? I'm going to live my life and do what I can while I'm here.
1: You're doing a good job of yeah, it. Your, your adaptability yeah.
2: is, is amazing. Well, I spent so many, so many years in bed depressed, you know, sometimes two or three weeks at a time. I'm just trying to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're hyperactive, it.
1: hyperactivity helps make up yeah. the time of yeah. healing. I found that out. Well, I, mean, I, think I
2: think it was, a, you know, positive attitude, too, you know. And I I wake up in the morning and I have to really sometimes force myself to find something to be grateful for, be it throw myself out in the yard to try to find something, you know, or or mentally try to think of something to be grateful for. And, you know, I sponsor people and I say, well, I'll give you, you got to write three things down you're grateful for every day. I says, I'll give you the first day for free, food, shelter, and clothing. I said, because there's people that don't have that, you know. Um, I'm grateful that I have bills to pay because, you know what? That means I have electricity and heat, and I've got the money to pay the bills. You know, Good I didn't thinking. know what was.
1: Good thinking.
2: Yeah. Well, we're getting close to the end here. Got four minutes left. Okay. And? Uh, you know I it
1: went well. More
0: information.
2: Yeah. I am here. All right. You got any <laughs> final wonderful
0: words of wisdom? Oh, golly, no, I don't have any words of wisdom. <laughs> I, did, I did want to contribute to the sextortion comment in sure. that I knew a victim of of sextortion. He was an adult, middle-aged person who I was uh-huh. acquainted with. He called me to tell me that it was going on, I think because he thought I could help him somehow, but he right. he went to the police officers, you know, over mm-hmm. to the police station, and they said no, we can't help you with that, that's like oh. an FBI thing
3: so he went yeah. over
0: to the FBI people, and they said no, we can't help you with that, that's, uh, you know, something because it was on the internet it's some other people's oh, yeah. problem, anyway he got no help, he got no help oh. That, but he that, was an
2: adult that, and he shouldn't have been, you know. I know, that, you but know like I would to you know, say that, that we're talking about kids too, but you know, adults are vulnerable as well and we, we need not forget that. You know, there are a lot of vulnerable yeah. people out in this world. And and we all just need to it's, be there for each other and we can't always get you know, like people say, Well, do you feel you got just you didn't get no justice, you didn't go to jail and you know, this, that, the other and, <laughs> You know what? I said, You know what? We, I did get. There is no justice, you know. I said there is no justice. There's no way that that what happened to me could ever be justified by no matter what time they came yeah. or no matter what they did him, you know. But right. um, let's um, I guess we need to close up. Do you have the the closing stuff that we do? So I can't get back on my computer thing here. Annie. Oh
0: no, I I just you know, say thanks, that kind of thing, um, and then push the music
2: button.
0: Oh, you can okay. give the number, not, you know, that kind of summary. Okay, it's Dan number
2: 3112. And thanks to everybody, and God bless adult children, um, survivors, and God bless all the children of the world, and let's take care of each other, and let's, uh, let's speak out for the children that can't speak for themselves.